Hello everybody, my name is Josh Kurganis. I'm sorry I couldn't be here this morning to um, be here in person to talk to you. I'm actually at ECU right now. I've been blessed with the opportunity to interview for the EC Scholar Scholarship. Um, in fact, I'm probably in the middle of my interview right now. So if you would, please take a moment of silence and pray for me. All right, thanks. I'm sure the Holy Spirit just filled the room that I'm in right now. So whenever my interviewers ask me, why are you smiling so hard? I let them know why. So a couple years ago, my brother was standing in the same podium right here sharing his testimony with you. And he started it off with the joke, so I thought I'd do the same thing. However, unlike my brother, this joke's actually going to be funny. What, am, what did Adam say on the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> All right. So I've known I was going to speak at uh, Youth Sunday for a while now. I remember back when I was younger, watching seniors get up here and delivering their speeches very confidently and eloquently. And then little chubby introverted me didn't understand how all these big kids could get up here and present themselves like that. Well, now I fully understand how each one of these seniors has gotten up here in the past. It's because God had been working each one of their lives in tremendous ways, and these seniors took advantage of the opportunity to share that with his church family. That or Miss Amy told them they had to speak on you Sunday and they didn't really have a choice. Either way, I'm here today, and I'm ready to tell you about some of the things God's doing in my life. So, like I said earlier, I'm a senior in high school, and this is probably the most stressful and busy life of all my 18 years. <laughs> um, between college applications and homework and marching band practice and volunteering and uh, musical rehearsals, you know, um, I don't have much time to just sit back and relax. I don't have a lot of time to take a moment for myself and see what God's doing in my life or uh, I just don't have a lot of time to, you know, just be. I understand this isn't something I only struggle with. I'm sure everybody here today struggles with the exact same thing. It's like you start off the day one step behind, and you just spend the rest of the day trying to catch up with everything. And then when you lay down to bed at night, you think to yourself, where did the day just go? Well, I was doing this devotion one day in the little Bible app I got on my phone, and it gave me this prayer to think about. And it said, God, I pray that you'll give me the wisdom to see your presence throughout the day. And this really stuck with me. Um, I don't know that, I know that God doesn't go anywhere during the day. He's always present, and he's just overflowing our lives with so many blessings. But the thing is, we get caught so up in all our busy lives that we don't take a moment to just see all the blessings that he's giving us. So after I started to use this prayer more frequently, I began to notice God in some strange ways. Um, I felt these like urges to talk to certain people and say certain words in different conversations. And then at the end of the day, I looked back at it, and I realized that these kind words made other people's days better, and it also made my days less stressful and more happy. Now, I'm not saying I have some kind of magical direct line with heaven where I hear God's words perfectly and clearly and precisely, because that's not how it works. But God did give us the power to pray with him, and that's the way we communicate with him. So as my senior year is coming to a close this year, um, I'm beginning to get more and more nostalgic of the past four years of high school. Um, I'm reliving all the different experience I've had with the youth group, and I'm kind of thinking about how it's shaped who I am today. Now, of course, the first one that comes to mind is backpacking. Backpacking is a common theme for seniors to talk about on Youth Sunday, and for a good reason. After surviving four days and three nights in the woods with unrelenting beef stroganoff-fueled wind coming from the derriere of none other than Craig Andrews himself, we deserve to stand up here and testify about the grace of God. 
<laughs> but really, um, backpacking has been a big part of my development as a leader throughout high school. I remember my first year of backpacking. It was a, the first day we were hiking, and I was going down this trail. My legs were already on fire. My stomach was kind of woozy. I just wanted to go home. Um, but we eventually got to camp, and I set up camp and everything. I just remember telling everybody, I'm going home. I'm done. I can't go any longer. But um, thanks to the support of all the leaders in that trip, I was able to finish it all that rainy way that day and um, got through all those trails. But I've grown a lot since then. Um, I've learned how to manage myself and others in that kind of environment and how to lead a group of people even when I'm not quite feeling like it. And I'm proud to say that this year will be my second year as a student leader on the backpacking trip. And I'm looking forward to whatever adventures God has in store for our trip this year. Hopefully they're very dry and sunny adventures. Another realization I've had recently is that God has blessed each and every person with a special set of gifts. Now, it takes some people a little longer, a little slower to, you know, realize what these gifts are, but we still have them. Personally, it took me about 16 years to realize what God has given me. During my sophomore year, I started taking French at school. Now, at first, I just took this to get the credits out of the way, but after a couple weeks of taking this class, it became more of a passion and less of a class. I began studying outside of school, and I um, really picked it up kind of like freakishly fast. Um, but there's a problem. I thought to myself, how on earth is speaking French ever going to help me in eastern North Carolina, where we know the French-speaking population is booming? But uh, as God normally does, he proved that he can use anyone, including me, to further his kingdom. And it happened one day while I was volunteering at the medical clinic down at Branches. Um, I was just walking back and forth between the check-in and the patient room, calling patients back and forth. And I heard someone say my name down the hallway. And I was like, that's weird. Who's talking about me? And then someone came down the hallway and was like, Josh, you speak French, right? And I was like, sort of. That's kind of pushing it. And they were like, all right, it's fine enough. Come with me. And so I ran with them. And we came down to this man who was sitting in this chair. And she said that this man speaks French and Arabic and needs an interpreter for his um, doctor appointment. And I was like whoa, is this really happening? And so I sat down and I introduced myself to him, and we started to have a little conversation in French. Um, and like, as we talked to each other, I didn't know who was happier about finding someone else who could speak French, me or him, because we were both smiling the entire time. And it was a really cool feeling. He was telling me about some of the struggles he's had with um, communicating with people. And I realized that, because one of the nurses came out and they asked him a question, and he just said, yes, and nodded his head very confidently. So I was like, I guess he understood what she said. But then he turned to me and said, je n'ai aucune idée ce qu'elle a dit, which means I have no idea what she just said. And I was like, you don't have to pretend that you don't know things if you don't know it. Just ask me. That's what I'm here for. But as I started to think about this, I thought there's probably multiple interactions like this he goes throughout the day where he just pretends to understand things and really doesn't. And I was really happy that I was able to help him, you know, smooth that communication line between him, the doctors, and the nurses. So hearing someone say that God can use you and your talents is very different from actually being used in your real life. It's, it was a really cool feeling. And so I just wanted to thank everybody here at Oakmont for supporting me throughout these years, especially Miss Amy and then all of the youth group leaders throughout the years. Um, Nelson Cooper, you are the bomb diggity. Um, I remember back on my freshman year, sophomore year, coming out to all the marching band games, and when no one else was really listening to us, you were up there cheering us on, and that was really cool. Also, I want to thank AG, and you're always there to pick me up when I'm falling down. I trust you, girl. Um, 
So I might not know exactly where I'll be at next year, but I'm very confident that wherever I end up, God has me where he needs to be. He's done a pretty good job of making sure things work out in the past, and I have no doubt he'll continue to do so in the future. So thank you, everybody, and see you soon. My name is Grace McCord, and I am a senior at South Central High School, and I am unsure where I will be attending school in the coming fall. I've been looking forward to this moment for a while now, and now that this um, moment has come, um, it's a lot harder than it seems, but I've been looking forward to this moment since the seniors have come up in the past on their youth Sundays. <clears throat> I've been thinking about what to have this sermon on for about a month now, trying to think of different things to talk about, and just couldn't come up with anything specific that I felt was worthy of speaking about. And that's when it hit me. I wasn't letting God do what he needed to do to help me understand and accept some things that had come up and caused me to block him out and essentially ignore some details that needed attention. Take getting waitlisted into my first choice college, Appalachian State University, for example. I had been juggling around the ideas of colleges since August of last year and gotten into a couple of other backup schools, but decided that Appalachian was where my heart was set on going and where I was going to fit in and et cetera. But that isn't what God decided what was right for me. I was so frustrated that I didn't get what I wanted and blamed it on others that weren't responsible. I was yelling at my mom, I was yelling at my sister, they were yelling back at me, and it just wasn't a fun scenario. <clears throat> I was sad, upset, and angry and all of the above for not getting into Appalachian and was searching for the resolutions in all the wrong places. I was even upset with God for not letting me get into the, to the school that I, I wanted to get into. <clears throat> I had always thought of the cliche sayings, everything happens for a reason, if it's meant to be, it'll come back to you blah, 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 and even that, hey, I may get in later on, there's nothing to worry about, but knowing myself, I'm still going to worry about it, I still am worrying about it, and probably will still worry about it until I find out the final decision in the coming months, even though worrying helps nothing and there's virtually nothing I could do to help the decision. I found comfort when I reached out to a friend and explained my frustrations and doubts. I was led to a scripture, John 15, 18 through 25. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who has sent me. If I had come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now, however, they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father as well. If I had done nothing wrong to them, what no one had else had did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen these miracles, and yet they have hated both me and my father. This is to fulfill what is written. They hated me without reason. Now, you may be thinking, Grace, that doesn't really seem to go with your current situation. But for some reason, I took it into my own interpretation. I thought that the whole world was against me, as I'm sure any teenager does at least once in their timeline of emotions. And I started to block out those who were trying to help me and was only making my attitude towards everything worse. All I wanted was for God to just pick up the phone and tell me exactly where he wanted me and what I needed to do. But that isn't how it works in the least bit. God was telling me to remember that, yes, if you feel like the whole world is against you, that you are not alone and that he is with you in, in your struggles every step of the way. I think it's easy to blame God for things that come up that we don't necessarily want, but everything happens for a reason, right? 
We don't always fully understand why he does what he does, but I think it's all pieces to a puzzle that make up your faith journey. John 3:27 through 30 reads, To this John replied, A man can only receive what is given him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am the Christ, but sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. The joy is mine, and it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. For me, worrying about a situation that wasn't worth the stress and blaming on God was not the right thing to do. I needed to do less in order for God to do more. Along with getting waitlisted, my senior year has been full of ups and downs. And I think it was safe to say that I was not prepared for what God had in store for me. My senior year has been, yes, easy, but it was also busy and stressful. It was so easy to stray away from God, filling my time with things like work, college applications, family and friend time, and also trying to have time to relax in my house. Lately, I've been having doubts, I guess you would say, about my faith. A lot of the things I do is for my father, not my heavenly father, but my biological father, Charles McCord. As I am sure most of you know, my father died in August 2012 of a heart attack. My father was heavily involved in this church and did everything for God. He was always so inspiring and had such a strong faith. I always told myself that I'm going to follow in his footsteps, and I'm going to make him so proud by loving God and doing everything for him. As my junior year passed and my senior year went on, I started to stray away from turning to God and seeking out help from him, and I didn't take the time to truly appreciate him. One night, I got to thinking, where are you, God? Why aren't you talking to me? What do you want me to do? I was so upset that God and religion and so on and so forth wasn't a solid thing. Some can say, yes, absolutely, God is real, he is alive, and he is in heaven looking over you, but my mind wasn't letting me believe that. My only problem was, was that I wasn't listening. I got so caught up in my own problems. Well, that I wasn't letting God in to talk to me. I think that having doubt in your faith is something that God totally expects, but it isn't something too many people like to admit and talk about. John 14:1 reads, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God also. Trust in me. Good morning. My name is Olivia Hoynes, and I'm a senior at J.H. Rose High School. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you all this morning. I started attending Oakmont with my best friend, Grace McCord, and her family as a freshman in high school. And what attracted me to this congregation was its focus on service and its people. Attending church and youth group at Oakmont has been wonderful. I've gained a new support network, new friends, and new insights into what it means to be a Christian. My favorite trip with Oakmont is always the annual youth backpacking trip, which every high school student should sign up for this year. It is a great way to disconnect from our fast-paced everyday lives and to reflect. I think that we all have a different relationship with God, but that we share common values based off the teachings of Jesus Christ. Religion offers a moral code, an understanding of right and wrong, the dualism of good versus evil, and what is functional and what is not functional to society as a whole. To me, being a Christian means acting as a servant of God, working tirelessly to solve real-world problems and help others day in and day out. 1 Peter 4.10 reads, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. The focus on service is why I started coming to Oakmont, and an integral part of what I think it means to be a Christian. 
Lately, I've seen this goodness, kindness, and stability offered by Christianity in my friends, my family, my teachers, and my youth leaders, who have supported me through the uncertainty of college applications, interviews, and the inevitable, unspeakable decision of where I will spend the next four years of my life. God has brought me here with all of you, has instilled in me a moral force of character, and taught me how I should aim to live my life by the story of his son, Jesus. As I enter into the next stage of my life, the stage far from the certainty and consistency of Bible study, backpacking, and Youth Sunday, I'm grateful for the everything you as a church have done for me and so many others. I guess that my message to you all would be to continue serving others, welcoming others, and loving others, no matter the way they pray, the person they love, or where they come from. Thank you for your time this morning. I will see you next Sunday. Do I need to move that?